Today on Atomic Moms, we're talking to celebrity trainer and best-selling author Steve Zim. He sculpted the bodies of Jessica Biel and Ashley Judd, as well as yours truly. We talk body, diet, and how to get started today. Hey, everybody. Hi, Ellie. Hi. Welcome to Atomic Moms. Here we are. It's our... It's our third podcast. Hopefully, so uh, we do these in order, so that's not uh, too confusing. Because <laughs> um, we're not going to edit it. So, <laughs> even I know. if this is the fortieth, we're saying it's the third. Yeah, yeah. You'll just think you uh, you missed a whole lot. Um, anyway, uh, I, I I feel a little brain dead today. Okay. Um, so this will be an interesting show because uh, I ate so much candy over the weekend. Yeah, me too. Because it was Halloween, and um, and it was. Oh, it wasn't Sabrina's first Halloween, but it was... It was her first one where she was, you know, more cognizant. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because she was like um, two months old Sabrina or something. Or, yeah. The last one. Two months old. And we put her in a little princess, like candy corn princess outfit. And it was scratchy and she just screamed. And um, we have a really funny photo. She's just tortured. So <laughs> this year was much different. <laughs> was she like... Did she have candy? No, no, I didn't give her candy. Well, but she Is doesn't. Bad? No, because she doesn't know any different. I mean, no, it's but not. we 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 trick or treat it. Yeah, she has this little like Barbie convertible car that we pushed up and down the street in her Snow White costume. Oh, uh, it was really sweet. But she had she woke up a bunch of times, um, and I think it was nightmares. <gasps> Oh, from all really? the neighborhood kids. Yeah, and Elena, a lot of stimulation. Yep. And, um, you know, Magnolia actually um, had a really rough weekend. And I think number one was because we had daylight savings, and that screws every parent everywhere because you the whole schedule gets messed up. And then also because I'm breastfeeding her, I ate so much crap. I mean, <laughs> not only did I eat candy, I had in and out I had milkshakes. I had um, protein. So I, I had so much stuff that was that was. I've been eating really healthy um, now. I'm trying to get back in shape to to go back to work because we start our second season on Dateable um, on December first. So That's I was when you guys start shooting. Start right? shooting. Yeah. yeah, we probably won't air until hopefully February or March um, of 2015. But so I've been eating really well and really clean and I have an amazing husband who like cooks every meal for me and he's a fitness freak so he's made such healthy stuff and so I was feeling so good and clear headed and now I just feel like poop I mean I just yeah. and I can't because of the candy oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah wait you can't what well it just makes me really constipated oh <laughs> <laughs> and I bought so two up. bags at Target of candy um, because Target's my favorite place. Yeah. Now. <laughs> and I really thought I was going to have the willpower not to, you know, bust open the bag. And I thought, you know, don't take from the children, Ellie. Do not open this bag. Like, don't eat it yourself. Yeah. Don't be so selfish. And I like put it up in the cabinet, the top shelf. I got it down two days before I cracked. You got it. Was like, so good. There are these Butterfinger, it's like a Reese cup with Butterfinger in it. Wait, what? What is yeah. that? And where can I get it immediately? I think it's like a knockoff of Reese Cup Target. <laughs> My kitchen. Because uh, there's still a Ziploc bag full of extras. Um, and I think subconsciously, you know, I was doling out the candy because we put out a tray because we didn't want people to wake Sabrina up in the middle, you know, while oh, she's yeah. sleeping. Yeah. So we put out the tray and I, I didn't want to dump all the candy at once because then some kid will take it all. Yeah. So I was doling it out and... Um, I think subconsciously I was being stingy so I could have extras. Oh my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> well, I forced my child to trick or treat and she's almost seven months old. She had no idea what was going on. And um, we went as uh, Siegfried and Roy and, and Montecor, the, the white tiger that eventually attacked. It is the most fantastic photo, and we'll put it up on Instagram. We'll put it up on Instagram because it's yeah. so insane and amazing. We 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 have so much fun. I love dressing up with my husband because we always try and do things that are a little, um, you know, off kilter and and fun for the whole family. Clearly, and um, but we so we went trick or treating, and um, you know, and I was just honest. Like I was like, I'm just going to pick out what I want because you know I'm the one eating this later. Obviously, mm -hmm. I'm not a terrible parent that's giving my seven month old. <laughs> She, she hasn't even had chicken yet. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so it's, uh, it was a rough weekend and then we did, and then we had a garage sale on Sunday. 
Um, and we sold a bunch of stuff and that was great. Um, baby items, not a big hit at garage sales, interestingly really? enough. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe it's the whole that it's used. I don't know. Mm, maybe people that are, are have babies are too tired to go to garage sales. That's probably more the case. <laughs> <laughs> and did you feel pressure to get dressed for Halloween? Because there were a no. lot of moms who um, I talked to on Friday, which was Halloween, and they all said, you know, I was too tired to do it myself. But, you know, you get the kid all dressed up and the pressure to do it, too, it just felt like too much. I dressed as Elaine Stritch. Who, those of you who don't know, I think there's a lot a out Broadway, there who don't know. <laughs> a Broadway star. She passed away this year. She's got a documentary on Netflix that you must watch. Um, it's so fantastic. She's just so ballsy and gutsy and wacko. And she was she was on uh, Thirty Rock too. Um, but what she would wear all the time is black tights and a long white man's button down shirt. So I did that. And, um, like that was her outfit always, always. like that's with what, heels. Like she was just her signature thing. Always. She would always wear it. It's did so she fantastic. wear like a belt with the white shirt? Or no, it was just, just the a long... big white shirt. Oh, in that's kind of black amazing. Tights. And so I did this for a little baby luncheon that I went to where all the kids were dressed up and I dressed up as Elaine Stritch and yeah. nobody knew who I was. So I was the person not wearing <laughs> pants to the baby <laughs> party. <laughs> <laughs> you looked amazing though. And you have those long legs Thank and you, you uh, the picture was so cute. And so Sabrina's going blonde now. I know. It it upsets you a little bit, doesn't well, it? Because she was supposed to be Snow White, so she really screwed that up. <laughs> Sabrina. Come on, Sabrina. You're not Cinderella, you're Snow White. Uh, well, um it was a good weekend. It was a fun weekend. Um and but I'm I'm ecstatic about our guest today because it's just I I feel like the perfect remedy to our overindulgence this weekend. Um, it is uh, celebrity trainer Steve Zim, who also happens to be my trainer. Because you're a celebrity. Because I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. And um, <laughs> and he's awesome. And I can't wait for him to share all of his kind of, um, you know, little tidbits about working out. Because I really think that, you know, a lot of people claim that they have figured out the best way to do things and, you know, the new five minute abs and, you know, all that. But Honestly, Steve is the first person that I've ever worked out with where I feel like I'm doing so much less than I ever did and getting enormous results. Um, so, so important for he, new moms, especially. Yeah. Time. Yeah. He's really, um, you know, make the most of, of the time and um, that you have to, to be at the gym and what you can do. And so he's going to talk all about that. I'm really excited to have him here. And it'll be good because maybe it'll like you know, uh, reinvigorate us to, because the, the problem with, with eating junk of any kind is that you eat it and then you want more, no matter how terrible you feel the next morning. I have to tell you something really funny though. <laughs> so, so I bought, I was going to bake. I was going to, I went to this, a neighbor's party and I was going to be really ambitious and bake something. And I like to bake. I'm not awesome at it, but, um, so I, went to the store um, and bought cupcakes, of course, because uh-huh. I just couldn't. I, I was you like, gonna I wasn't going to bake. I decided I got I got all geared up for it. And then I was I like, don't who am I kidding? Because I'm the one who would eat it all. Yeah. Well, I, I end up eating it all either way. But yeah, it's, it's good. <laughs> anyway, I forgot the flour in a pie once. Oh, that's the kind of a major ingredient. It was, just, it was apple soup. Anyway, (laughs) so, um, so I go to the store and I buy cupcakes and I bought extra cupcakes much in the way that you were rationing out your candy. I was Mm -hmm. like, I want to have some at the house. And, um, so there was a tray of 12 cupcakes, a dozen tub of cupcakes left. Um, and I went to bed that night and I had one of the 12 (laughs) and I went to sleep and I woke up the next morning and it was like a wild animal had come into the kitchen in the middle of the night and gone through the entire, for for a second I thought when maybe the dogs got up on the counter and got to it because it wasn't like, uh, you know, it was like some of them had the, the frosting just ripped off the tops and some of them had like went, somebody went through into, through the middle. Um, and it was my husband and I, I swear he like, I, I think he had what's what's the the form of sleepwalking where yeah. you eat all night? You eat all night? Yeah. Isn't that a thing? It's definitely a thing. But I, but he's not sleepwalking. No, <laughs> he problem. just has no control. <laughs> no control. He, well, he poor thing can't sleep, and then he you know yeah. 
goes for a sugar binge, but it was incredible. The, the, the scene that unfolded in my kitchen. Um, I'm glad you had that one before you went to bed. Cause I, I know anything. Well, and then what was really sad was I went to go take them to the trash. Cause I'm like, I'm getting these out of here. But I sneakily went through the garage and I sat in the garage and ate the rest. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. I also love the idea of throwing it away because there've been so many times when I've thrown something away and then I'll get it out of the trash. Yeah, I've done that too. And then now I have to pour water on it I, so that it kind of make it so disgusting. I can't believe I'm admitting this. By the way, I you're not alone because I have now started, I have to put it in there and then put other trash on top yeah. of it because so just that's- put diapers on top of it. <laughs> it's so funny. We all do it, you know, but it's, but the, the problem is, is that it's, it's, and Steve will talk about this too. It's a, an addictive substance. I mean, it's, it's engineered so that we want more of it. Um, so uh, maybe we should uh, maybe we should just go ahead and uh, and and bring him in here. Take a little break, and we'll come back I with Steve it. Zim. Hey guys, we're back and we have our amazing, amazing guest, my trainer, celebrity trainer, Steve Zim. Welcome. Thank you very much. Um, Steve, I was just going to talk a little bit um, so people know kind of your past and and um, then we can really get into the nitty gritty of what people really, I think most people really like to talk about because everyone out there is always figuring out the best way to work out and eat better and be healthy and so you, you've been doing this for how long? Since 1988. 1988. Yep. So I, where I found it was the past 20 years, but it's been a little longer. A little longer. <laughs> a little older. <laughs> um, and you, you train actors, you train Olympic athletes, professional athletes. You have your, one of the things that I love most about Steve, I, I um, work out at his gym. Obviously he's my trainer and, um, and the, one of the, I think the best things about you, besides the fact that you're an awesome trainer and you get results, is that you um, you treat everybody equally. So like I've been at gyms and worked out at gyms in the past where like whoever's the most famous gets more mm-hmm. preference or better workout time slots or whatever. And and Steve, will you just share the story about about your dear friend who came in every Tuesday at, at 930 and, and someone asked for his slot? Yeah, I have a client. He's 90 years old. I've been training him since 1990. So that's how far back we go. Um, terrific guy. And we call him Happy Tuesday because every time he comes in on Tuesday, it's Happy Tuesday. He asks you what day it is. If you say it's just Tuesday, he goes, no, 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 Happy Tuesday. It's Happy Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whatever. So he works out with me 930 to 10 o'clock, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Been his time forever. So um, I've written three books that were all bestsellers in fitness. And I've been on the Today Show for almost, I did it for close to 10 years. And I do these segments. So I get people that come in that want to train with me specifically because they either read my books or this and that, and they see me on stuff. So this one gentleman saw me on a show, and I had just finished doing Chris Evans for a movie. And he saw that I was able to transform in four weeks, so he needed to get ready for a movie. So the only times he could come in were the 9.30 slots. And I said to him, sorry, I have a, a regular client. He goes, well, can we move that? I go, well, no, I've had him for a really long time. This is a few years back. So he goes, how about if I offer you $5,000? I go, well, it's not for me, but I can ask him if he wants the $5,000. You're the so, best guy ever, I know, right? <laughs> no, I mean, I just don't. Your time is your time. And by the way, he still pays what he paid day one when he Aww. started. That's that's awesome. another rule. But no it, inflation. No, 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 no. Whatever you so come I in should and, start with you today. <laughs> in twenty years, you're going to yes. be so expensive. <laughs> but so that that's kind of my rule. Um, that's so anyway, so I said to, to Happy Tuesday, Donald, do you want to move your times? He goes, Do you want me to move my times? I go, No, 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 no. I don't want you to move your times, but if you want to, somebody's basically offering you five thousand dollars to move them. He goes, No. Oh. I go. 
okay, all done. And I never trained that guy because he couldn't come in another time. I couldn't move him. And just recently, last week, we had a situation like that with an actor that wanted me to come out to Malibu and blah, blah, blah. And just, you know, I'm not going to move people for people. Well, and that's just so rare, I feel like, these days. Especially in this town. In this town, for people to be so loyal and just, and that's what I love the most about working out with you is I feel like, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a normal, lovely gym and everybody there knows each other's names and um, are so kind to each other. And it's just a great place to be. And, um, and so Steve and I, I, I started working out with Steve because, um, Oliver Hudson, my, uh, my co, my co, I was like co-host, my co-star on rules of engagement. He had to get in great shape for grownups too. He was going to play a yoga instructor, no, he was playing a trainer. A trainer. Yeah. He was playing a trainer. And um, and he was going to have to have a big you know, shirt off scene. And so um, the director, who is a good friend of yours, um, Dennis Dugan, he sent Ollie to go train with, with Steve. And so – and Ollie got in fantastic shape. I mean fast. So I was like, okay, who is this person? And I'm coming. Um, so I, I started working out with him. And I think in like two weeks, I just saw such a difference. And I didn't feel like I was killing myself. I felt like, I mean, it was hard. Like we were in there working out, but it didn't feel like before where I'd go work out with people. And, you know, you feel like you're, <laughs> you're by the end of it, you're like so red in the face and you can't go anywhere because you're so you sweaty afterwards. Yeah, you, I mean, sometimes I can't walk yeah. the next day, but, <laughs> but, but it's subtle. I mean, when you're doing that exercise, you don't you don't know that and I you know and what's so great about Steve too is there's a plan and you you sit down with him and he explains every exercise and why you're doing it and I think the coolest thing is and I'm going to ask you to explain Steve how you figured out about most people are only using 20 to 40 percent of their muscle when they're doing workouts that are supposed to be targeted to particular, you know, your triceps or your biceps. And, um, and so why don't you talk about, cause I think that's so fascinating. Well, back when I was in college, my dad had me go see this doctor who was doing all this testing. And what they did was they took a, a patient that was injured, had a injury to his arm, his leg, whatever it was. And they watched the blood flow through the muscle. Then six months later, they put the person back in the test and they saw if the blood flowed through better. And so I was there and I was watching. My dad's a, a doctor, so it was a friend of his. And he thought I might be interested. So I said to the doctor, I got a question for you. I go to the gym all the time. All the guys tell me that you have to have this pump. You feel this, you feel that. I sometimes don't feel what they're talking about. Can I do an exercise and see if the blood flowing into that muscle? He goes, sure. So I do a shoulder press, a regular shoulder press, where you take dumbbells, you put them straight up over your head, and you bring them together, and then you bring them back down. Well, when we did that, we put it under the infrared light to see where the blood was flowing. It wasn't really the shoulders. It was the tricep and the back in your back. That's what turned red. Blue means that blood isn't really flowing there. And the shoulder was pretty blue, just a little bit of red on the top. So I said, I came up with another exercise that I call W shoulders. So you put your elbows all the way into your side. You put your hands out so that you look like a W in the mirror. And instead of going straight up over your head, you go out so you look like a Y. So you go there, and then you bring it all the way in and all the way back to your elbows, back to your All three of us body. are doing this right now, by <laughs> the way. It looks really yeah. sexy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we did that. We put that under the infrared, and all of a sudden, the shoulder became bright red, and the back and the rest of the body and the tricep went blue. So that meant that I was isolating that muscle group. So then I said to him, I have a bunch of other exercises I'd like to do this with. He goes, yeah, do it. So I showed him a bunch of regular exercises, and we did them my way. And I started to hone in. Okay, this is a good exercise. This is not a good exercise. This targets this, not this. So I was able to see where the blood was flowing. So then I started developing a program for myself just to work out. And then after I graduated college, I went to Boston College. I moved out to L.A., and I started working at a gym where there were trainers. And so I got certified because I go, these guys, are, they're okay, but I think I can do this better. And so I got certified and then I started training people and they were getting really great results. I had a woman who came in who was like 300 plus pounds. Within a year, I got her down to 175 and she ran the marathon. It's incredible. Yeah, so it was really, really cool. Then I started getting figure skaters because I happened to train some lady that lost a lot of weight in her apartment building and it happened to be 
an Olympic figure skater, lived there. She skated for Argentina. And so she started talking to me and she goes, can you train me? So I trained her, got her on the, um, got her to the Olympics. And then everybody in her training group, because she was Argentinian, but she trained here in the United States and LA is a real hotbed for figure skating. They all started training with me. So then I started getting people in the U.S. Olympic team. And so that started building up. And then other athletes came from baseball, football. So we started, I started building up, adding more and more trainers. And the whole idea was you didn't have to lift a lot of weight. You just had to isolate the muscle and muscle group you were training so that you would develop the muscle and make it balanced. So your body's not imbalanced. Like when you stand up, a lot of times you stand up and you drop your arms to your side. You'll notice that your hands like to fall into the front of your leg. If you notice people, that's where they are. Well, that what tells me without doing anything that you have more musculature on the front part of your body than you do in the back. Mm-hmm. You're pulling forward. If you hold a baby, you do all this, you're actually pulling forward. A lot of women always complain they have headaches, their back hurts. Well, it's because they're being pulled in one direction. So a lot of the workouts we do pull you back. We build the back up, the posture up. And people, you know, when you're a little kid, they go, stand up straight, do this, do that. Well, it's hard to stand up straight if nothing's actually pulling you back straight. Right. So we worked really hard with Bianca because on film, if you ever see a picture of yourself, anybody looks at a picture of themselves, they're like, oh my God, my arms don't look good. This doesn't look good. And you sit there and you go, wait, let's look. Is your arm fat or is it just not setting up right? And most people find out that their arms are rolled forward. So they're pressing underneath the back of the arm so that the arm looks thick. How about if your rear delts, the back part of your shoulder, was actually pulling you back? Now your arm sets up right, and there's a separation between your shoulder and the rest of your arm. So all of a sudden you start to... You see pictures, you're, just like, you're so much happier. Because well, it's like women. It's like women who take photographs, and we all put our hand on our hip, right? Because like that's how we look best is with the arm. You know, when you put your what is the the supermodel pose, right. the, the red and carpet it's, it's pose. It's so much about alignment. So I have a question because I do a lot of push ups, and I'm carrying my baby all the time. And when I was nursing, I always hunched forward. And um, when you were explaining at it, I was like trying to pull my shoulders back. Mm-hmm. Is there um, an exercise that you can describe easily um, since it's a podcast for for strengthening that part of the back so that our shoulders don't roll forward yeah an easy exercise and there's two parts to it first you put your arms straight out in front of you and all i want you to do is squeeze your shoulder blades back and then release them forward so you feel your shoulder blades coming back first and then you come forward but don't bring your shoulders up not towards your head, but just straight back. And if you can feel your um, back coming together and pinching in the back, that's where you now have the control of your lats, the back part of your body. So now take dumbbells and you bend over, bend your knees, pull your abdominals in towards your spine, make your arms drop straight down so you look like, um, basically like, looking like this, like you're skiing downhill, but your arms are straight down. First, squeeze your shoulder blades back and then pull your hands up to your pockets. Hold that for one second and then drop it down slow on a count of three. So you're releasing your back back down, you let it spread open, and then you squeeze your shoulder blades together and then pull up. So it's two moves. It's a squeeze and then a pull. And you know what we'll do? Make a little video, and Love we'll it. put we'll put it up on our um, on our Twitter feed, so listeners can go and see what this move oh. is exactly. Fantastic! And, and when you're starting out, would you do three pound weights, five pounds, eight? What no, would you three? Suggest? We start out very light. Okay. It's always always start out light. There's no need to pick up very heavy weights because your body doesn't need to move that much weight. Especially women, you don't need to bulk up. A lot of women go, oh, I don't want to touch weights. I'm going to bulk up. It's actually wrong. You're not going to become, you know, Hercules lifting weights. Weights are the number one best thing for raising the calcium levels in your bones. You rather not take pills. You really want to lift the weights. That stresses the muscle, stresses the bones, builds calcium up. 
um, you, you, after you're about 22 years old, your body stops getting a lot of calcium from food. It gets a very small percentage. So it's really important to lift weights and make your body work for you. Um, with women, they also tend to like think that they have to move the weights because if they look around the gym and they see everybody else moving the weights, uh, your friend's picking up 15 pounds, I'm only picking up three pounds. Don't worry what anybody else is doing. Promise you. You just have to feel that the weight is working for you. And if you move the weight too quickly, what happens is you're kind of skipping. You get momentum. You always hear people, oh, I work out all the time. I'm done with my workout in 15, 20 minutes. Well, you can't be. That means you're flying through everything. It flies it's, through. it's momentum. Yeah. You're just, you know. Yanking. And if you're just yanking, guess what? You're not isolating. If you're not isolating, you're not developing the muscles you want. You're not going to balance your body out. Yeah. So it's really important that you feel the muscles that we're using. If you go to the gym, and a lot of times people go to see their trainers and like, oh, I don't feel this. And the trainer goes, oh, okay. And they just keep doing it. Well, no, if you're not feeling it, that means that muscle either A, isn't doing it, and some other muscle is moving it, even though we're doing it, let's say a tricep exercise, an exercise for the back of your arm. Um, if you're not feeling it, something is going on. So we have to see maybe you're not in alignment. Maybe your elbows are too far forward, your elbows are too far back. We got to find the spot where that muscle's working so this way we can go, okay, this is how you do it. And don't feel bad if you do something and you're not feeling it. Maybe we have to move something around, but we have to feel it in the muscle we're using. And I would say, too, uh, one thing uh, that's uh, great for anyone listening to this who's interested in, in doing the, the movements or workouts that, um, that Steve has me do at the gym and, and all his other clients, he has a great app that I use when I um, travel on location. Um, it's ZimFit. Yeah. ZimFit. You can get it um, in the iTunes store on your Droid, uh, iPhone, whatever. Um, and it is awesome because you basically put in your weight and then your, or, um, or your size, your body, your, type. your body type. Um, and then it'll give you a different workout. You can say how many times a week you want to work out. Um, it starts, you know, light and moves more difficult and it, it takes you, I mean, and he has videos with every move so you can see the video. It's awesome. You can um, do it during nap time. You can do it during nap time. And it's also, he has an option to, that you can pick if you're at the gym or if you're at home. Yeah. Um, so that's like right there. I'm telling you his stuff works. I've seen such amazing results. And, you know, for me, um, I was really lucky because I met Steve, uh, before I even got pregnant. So I had, we'd worked out for about a year before I got pregnant. And then we worked out while I was pregnant and, um, you know, I've taken it really easy, but he's helped me so quickly. And here's the thing. I, I think women need to cut themselves some friggin' slack about getting yourself back to, you know, pre-pregnancy weight, you know, months after you had a kid. I just, uh, had a friend the other day who said like, Oh God, I mean, it's been almost a year and a half and I'm not there. And I'm like, are you kidding me? It's been a year and a half. That's nothing. I mean, in the life of a child, that's a blink of an eye. And, you know, let's, let's give ourselves a little bit of uh, a break here on, um, you're caring for your child. You do the workouts when you can try and eat healthy, but, but give yourself a break. Like this is, uh, you know, I'm, I even took, I've taken about, about a year once we, um, get back to work and, uh, and I feel like I'm healthier for it. And wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's it, when, you know, it's really interesting. If you're a workout person, continue working out through your pregnancy, as long as your doctors say it's okay. Now, I mean, they have, we have marathoners that come in. They're like, oh my God, do I have to stop running? No, you don't have to stop running. You check in with your doctor. Doctors are very into this now because they find that if you can work out during your pregnancy until they, some people, you know, my wife worked out all the way till the day before she uh, gave birth. And she's not too. a trainer. You did too. She's not. And tell me, you didn't feel much. If you talk to your friends, did your friends who did the same, who didn't work out? Did they complain more than you did? So or? much more. I'd say yeah. that the two things, working out, it just helped so much with anxiety. It made me feel more empowered. I felt like I was ready to give birth. Mm -hmm. um, I felt stronger. I got a lot of attention at the gym because I had my <laughs> belly out to here. And all the men were like, oh, my God, is she okay? <laughs> um, it was, it just, it felt so good. I did lightweights and a lot of hiking and walking and 
it was one of the highlights and, and that, and then I did some massage, like therapeutic massage in mm-hmm. my lower back. Um, and that was helpful too, but I had no complaints in the second and third trimester. I didn't either. I honestly, I thought for sure I have really bad, um, circulation and vein issues in my lower legs. And I, I mean, my whole life I've been like, Oh, it's going to be hell when I'm pregnant. I just know it. My legs felt the best that they have felt. Um, I never hit that wall of like, oh my God, get this baby out of here. No, I, I, she came two weeks early and I was kind of bummed out about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, look, we get it. There's there's a lot of women out there who already have kids and they're listening to this going, you guys are out of your mind if you think that you know I have the time to go and, and do this. But um, maybe you could talk a little bit about that, Steve, about uh, people who feel like they don't have time to work out or, um, or feel like it's, you know, I, I think you have such a healthy attitude about the the old, the little amount that you actually need to do to make a big difference. Yeah, you don't. You have to just. It's kind of like you you're on an airplane. You know, they say in case the airplane goes down, put your mask on first before you put your kids on. It's the same thing with our health. We have to take care of us. The better we feel, the better parent we can be. Mm-hmm. If you don't feel good about yourself, you're like, oh, I'm fat. That's it. Well, guess what? Your kid picks up on that. So, you know, you have to feel good about yourself before you can bestow your your wisdom, your love and everything on children because they pick up on how we feel. And you, if you can give yourself even just 15 minutes a day where you just say, okay, I'm going to go out, I'm going to walk, I'm going to get out in the fresh air. If it's snowing and you can't, can you walk up and down the steps in an apartment building? Can you just walk in your, in your own house or apartment? I mean, you can sit there and take a little step, walk up and down, or if you don't have that, just you know, march in place. Yeah. Realistically, 15 minutes of marching in place, your heart rate's going to get up there. And it's as simple as that. If you don't have weights, get like two vegetable cans. You can do all these exercises with just the weight of two vegetable cans. You don't need a ton of equipment. And that's really the truth. Get down on the floor. There are sit-ups to do that are very simple. You know, once you've had your child, you can do a sit-up. And it's really important because your lower back hurts. If your abs are weak, your lower back is going to hurt. It's There's no if ands, or buts about that. So if we're able to build up our lower part of our abdominal wall, then our lower, our lower back doesn't hurt. Now we don't complain as much. Yeah. You know, so it's all kind of, you know, hand in hand. Yeah. And you do a great job, too, of, um, you know, when we work out explaining how, you know, one exercise uh, fatigues a certain muscle so that when you go to the next exercise that you're not you're not falling into um, a muscle that isn't supposed to be used in that exercise because you've already worked it out. Um, and that's a great thing, too, about his app is that if you do the exercises on there, they're specially formulated so that you're working out a muscle, fatiguing that muscle. And then the next one really gets in underneath it or behind it or around it or and that's so huge too, because I feel like my quads always want to take over, you know? And so it's like, you need to be able to isolate, no, no, this is a hamstring thing. Like know what you're trying to get out of each exercise. Yeah. And I think it's interesting too, uh, you know, Steve and I have talked a lot about how, um, you know, all my friends were talking about how quickly they dropped the weight because breastfeeding, breastfeeding is amazing. You drop all the weight. And Steve was the only person who said to me, look, there's a, there might be a chance that you're one of those people that you actually hold on to the weight when you, when you breastfeed. And I turned out to be one of those people. I turned out to be the person who I thought I could eat whatever I wanted after I gave birth and, oh, the breastfeeding will take care of it. And then suddenly the numbers on the scale started going up again. And I was like, oh boy. Um, but, um, you know, I, I think so much of this um, for all of us and whether you're a, a parent who has um, multiple children already or is you're having your first kid um, or even if you're just thinking about getting pregnant, I, I think that's something we need to um, re, reframe the way that we look at working out and our attitude about our bodies and our attitude about what's healthy and what's not healthy. And I think, Steve, you just hit on such a great thing when you were saying, you know, we have to be happy with ourselves first um, for our kids to be happy and, and for them to see that their parents love their bodies. And yeah. and I've really become aware of like with Magnolia, even now, it's like not saying things. I mean, she doesn't even fully understand me yet, but I'm really careful of not saying things like I feel fat today or 
um, you know, talking about myself negatively in that way, because I know she'll pick up on that. And I think that's such an important thing. I mean, you have two daughters. How has it been for you in, in, and they're both in great shape, but I know your, your youngest, um, Taylor was a gymnast and now she hasn't been able to do that for a while. And so how do you talk to them about, well, it's interesting because um, I have one that's a very elite gymnast. She's number three in the world on the uneven bars. Wow. And so she's an elite gymnast. And my other daughter also did gymnastics, but due to um, a health issue, she had to stop. And so it was like, okay, you've gone from working out X amount of hours a week to now, what are you going to do? And I just didn't leave it as, what are you going to do? Let's find something else. So my wife got involved, I got involved, and she found dance. That's what she likes to do. So she goes and does dance at school. So she's moving X amount of hours a week. She also has a trainer. She comes to see one of the trainers at our gym. And so she's in there and she's running. And, you know, kids, you know, she's 14 years old, the little one. And so kids still need to get exercise. We don't get enough exercise in the schools. That's not really their main job to exercise your kids. That's our job. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to, to, you know, eating, I'm, I, I'm like, you got to eat that. So, you know, I have 14 year old, six year old daughters like, oh my God, you know, back and forth. But they always think I'm really critical. I'm not as critical as I sound in my mind, but I guess maybe <laughs> You're I, a dad. Yeah. It's your job. <laughs> but you and know. how do you, and how do you approach that with them? I'm so interested yeah. because I, as a trainer, as somebody who's in amazing physical shape yourself, you know, how do you approach that with food with them? Because that's, I mean, to me, that's so fascinating because I, I was somebody who was not allowed to have sugar um, as a as a kid. We were allowed to have sugar on the weekends. And I think that that actually ended up kind of biting me in the butt, Which pun intended. You're in the garage eating all the yes, cupcakes. Because, because when you got it, then you wanted to just consume as much of you, as you could because you were like, oh, I'm not going to have this again. I feel like the, the kids that are forbidden to have certain things, they don't, it makes them only want it more. Um, so how do you approach that in your household? Well, we pretty much have everything in our house. So <laughs> we have ice cream. We have cakes. I, I, the gym's next door to a cookie shop. So, <laughs> and I think my daughters and wife are the number one buyers of those cookies. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I basically try to ask, don't eat 10 cookies. Can we eat two cookies? Can we, you know, and I used to be at fault because I used to think I could bond with them by taking the yogurt all the time. And so then had to stop that. That was a little too much. Um, but, you know, I try not to be the biggest goof when it comes to food and kids because kids burn calories a hundred times faster than we do. But the the one that I was a little worried about was the 14-year-old because she stopped being so active. And she's super muscular and has a six-pack and this and that. Just is She's like this ridiculously muscular kid. It's like wild. And the other ones doesn't look like that. The older one, that's the big gymnast. And so I was afraid that the little one was so used to having that, that without the, the exercise and the regular eating that she was doing, something was going to happen. And she gained a little bit of weight. And so then she curtailed her snacking and dropped the weight. But I try not to, like you say, I don't make it no sugar during the week. I don't do anything like that. I just kind of, you know, try to de-emphasize yeah. things. Hey, hey, I brought this fruit home or I bought this home. And they were into it, but I got to be careful because... Yeah, you know, it's uh, Mike and I talk about this a lot because we're, um, you know, really healthy, I think, when it comes to, in comparison to, to most people. I mean, we... Um, we eat, you know, basic protein, uh, greens. We try and make most of our meals plant-based. Um, but we, we love our treats. I mean, you know, I come in sometimes and I'm like, oh, my God, I, I just overdid it. I, the best one was when I was getting ready to uh, to really get back to my tighter eating um habits and I sent you the picture of my going out of style was just a plate of donuts. I yeah. just went and got a whole box of donuts from the store and I uh, so you know sometimes it, it verges on gluttony but um <laughs> 
but but we love sugar and we love carbs and we love cake and you know we we like to have those things um and i i also know how not good it is for you so it's like this horrible tug of war with it and someone told me um a couple of weeks ago I was having a conversation um with a friend of mine and he said and i thought this was so such a lovely way to look at it he's like if you talk to your kids about what food does for them and and you know that this is this is fuel and this makes you strong and this makes you feel better and and you make a practice of cooking with them of of preparing things in the kitchen with them that they can see like oh wow when we you know make this delicious uh thing that's sweet and tastes good but it's not necessarily loaded with sugar and teach them the importance of that um and also that they see you eating that way and embracing those things um i you know i think that's such a, a good angle to come from it's like you know you just let them make their own decisions that you know when they are out there in the world and they are going to be making their own decisions that they're informed totally 100% and i think the they are always watching us and the other thing is we've we have a 1 year old and she's a little chubby and <laughs> by a little we mean a lot a lot <laughs> um and it's funny though cuz she's a great eater and so i'm so blessed with that and it's funny though because I've I've caught myself a few times saying, you know, do you want one more bite? And that's a big no no now. I guess it's you know saying what do you want another bite or like if they're done they're done and sort of doing like baby led feeding and it's it's working. Um, but it's interesting because I was totally a clean plate club member. My finish whole everything. Life. Like I had to finish yeah. it or I feel guilty. Like and so yeah. to sort of steer. You know, just let her do eat what she, when she wants to eat, what she wants to eat. Steve, what do you have to say about um, like I? W- one thing that I hear all the time from my mom friends who have you know more than one kid is like, how can I eat well because um, I'm constantly just making food for them and you know kids like their snack foods or what you know how how is how is it good for you know or possible for a mom to eat healthy when all there is is kind of this kid food that's around? What's that's you know that's interesting because the kid food has to be around. You can't be once again that that person that just know this, know this, know this, know, and know to everything because then, like you said, oh, it's just they will rebel and they'll be in the garage. We used to have a figure skater whose mother put a lock on the refrigerator. Swear in my, oh my life, God. this was the fattest figure skater you ever saw. Yeah. Oh, poor and girl, poor girl, it was crazy. And so she, the mother would tell me, yeah. said, this is what I do. I go, uh, well, I <laughs> think that's really good. And by the way, that was the kid at the snack shop at the ice skating rink that would buy everything. She, right. The mother didn't know. So, you know, we can't, uh, it's, it's difficult, but you also have to go out and buy stuff you like. Have, go out to the market and buy big people stuff. Say, okay, I like this. I like that. I like this. I'm going to have this for me. This is for them. So instead of going for something for them, maybe you'll go something for you. The problem is usually when you do that, you have nothing for you. You right. know, you only have stuff for them. Right. And so you go, oh, I'll just buy this. I'll just buy this. So all you get are cookies and pasta and, pasta and chips. And if you're going to buy pasta, uh, one way of doing it, and egg pasta is is got eggs in it, so it has protein in it and some fat in it. So if you're going to have a pasta, an egg pasta doesn't shoot your insulin levels as high as a regular pasta would. Just a little tip. Yeah. So and, can you can you just talk about that for a minute too? Because I think that's really confusing to people, and I think it's very helpful as a dieting tip. Is is can you explain the process of of insulin and how that affects us and and what we eat? Yeah, this is this is really fascinating. Okay. An hour and a half before your workout, do not have any carbs because your insulin levels raise up. And when your insulin levels are high, your body will not burn fat for energy, period. End of story. Mm -hmm. I don't care what anybody else says. This is the way it is. So um, for your body to use fat for energy, your insulin levels have to be low. And then when we exercise, fat is used. Um, so that's that's a big tip when working out because a lot of people are told, 
oh, I'm tired. Have some honey before I go work out. Well, if you're trying to burn fat, because some workouts aren't for burning fat. You got to know that. If you're an athlete or something, you might have a reason not to want to burn fat. Like a long distance runner or something. Right. That person would, that, that's the people that are, should be drinking those endurance drinks. and right. right. The rest of us don't need them. You don't need Gatorade before you work out. People think, oh, Gatorade. If you look at Gatorade, it has tons of sugar in it. Yeah. It's the worst. You only need it if you're going to go run 10, 12 miles. Then it doesn't matter. You're burning so many calories. So that's one huge tip. Another tip is when you're done working out somewhere within 30 minutes, you really want to get some protein, 10, 15, 20 grams of protein in after your workout. That's a really good way of letting your body build itself back up. Um, And those are two little eating tips. When you wake up in the morning, have a glass of water first thing. Water is the number one burner of fat in your body. Really? Yes, because you eliminate more. The more you eliminate, the more you're putting fat. It so works. I've been doing that every morning. A glass of water right when I get out of bed. Um, I have it on my bed stand from the night before. And then I do like hot water with lemon Mm -hmm. in the morning too. And that has been such a big game changer for me. Huge. Other thing is people don't drink enough water. And our body sometimes can't tell the difference between being thirsty and being Being hungry. hungry. So we eat because we feel hungry. But what we really are are thirsty. So we have to be drinking, like they say, the eight glasses of water a day. Yeah. It's no joke. And not, not, not soda water, not Perrier and stuff like that. I love that stuff, but that's not water because your body won't break it down the same. Right. You really want just pure water. Um, those, those are a real big to, to do, on your to-do list. Now, when it comes to insulin levels and fruit. People have huge mistakes. I'm so glad you're talking about fruit. My husband and I get in fights about the fruit all the time. (laughs) Okay. No one's ever gotten fat eating fruit. Let's begin with that. Go to Jamaica. Those people are eating fruit all day long. I don't see a fat Jamaican. Okay. I go there a lot for many, many years. You, there's nobody going to get fat eating off, eating two bananas. Oh, bananas are the worst. What people don't understand, when the insulin level diets, the uh, glycemic index came out, mm-hmm. they, they said, okay, don't eat watermelon, full of sugar, don't eat that. Don't eat bananas, full of sugar, don't eat carrots, because those scored high in those insulin tests. The glycemic index is based on 50 grams of carbohydrates. Okay, what's that mean? Well, if you have rice, take a fistful of rice white rice, that's 50 grams of carbohydrates. Your insulin levels will go way up. To get 50 grams of carbohydrates in watermelon, you need to eat two and a half pounds of watermelon. Oh, wow. I could okay. do that. <laughs> I'm sure you could. But that's, the, and so watermelon's on your non-eat list of, of fruits. Bananas, you need to eat four bananas in a row, in one sitting, to hit those insulin levels that are high. One banana will not do it for you. Grapes, don't eat grapes. Yes, eat grapes. Grapes are fine. There's nothing wrong with grapes. Don't eat dried fruit. Dried fruit's the problem. I know why. (laughs) Tell me why. (laughs) Because you don't have the water. Right. So you eat more of it, which is why I had so much dried mango last night, which is probably worse (laughs) than the Halloween candy. You, You got it. Because it's just pure sugar. It's dried out fruit. So raisins are just pure sugar. Grapes are not. You can go through a hundred raisins without blinking an eye. Go eat a hundred grapes. See how that works out for you. You know, you're going to eat 20 grapes. You feel good. But a hundred grapes, you're not going to feel good, but you won't be able to do it. It's really difficult. Well, and don't you agree too that, I mean, I feel like I've learned a lot from my husband who's, you know, um, really knowledgeable about fitness and nutrition. And one of the biggest changes that he had me make, which I swear is, has been all the difference for me is that, you know, I feel like people are always trying to, to make, to take shortcuts, you know, it's like, let's eat non-fat this or, you know, whatever. And I find that like, if I'm going to go have a cup of yogurt, um, to get the full fat yogurt, because I eat less of it, I'm satiated. I get the full flavor. Our food wasn't meant to be halved and taken things out of our food was meant to be eaten whole. And then they're just pumping chemicals and chemicals or whatever. Yeah. I mean, isn't that a Michael Pollan says like, um, you know, in order to take something out, they have to put something in. I mean, it's not just, it doesn't just 
have, you know, that space, that hole in it. Um, so, so I find that, you know, if people could just focus on, cause don't, would you say that the diet is a greater maker of your body size than, than exercising is? No, I actually find that it all works kind of the Together. same. Together, yeah. Because you have, okay, so if you had to pick one of three things, and I break them down like this, you've got working out with weights, yeah, cardio, food, okay. all three things. I look at it like this. Working out with weights is your number one because when people talk about speeding up a metabolism, what are they speaking about? They're talking about building lean muscle in the body. Lean muscle is what burns calories. It burns double the amount of calories than fat would. And it takes up a lot less space than fat. It's about half the size of fat. So if I eat a calorie and I exercise, I can create the machine, the body, that will burn these calories. The more lean muscle, the more calories my body will burn. Now, in comes the food. If I have about 200 more calories than what my body needs per day for one year, your body will gain 20 uh, 20 pounds of fat in a year. If you're eating just 200 calories more than what you need. Right. So what you need depends on how much muscle you have, how high your metabolism actually is. So you want more muscle. More muscle, but not bulky muscle, nothing like that. I'm talking about dense muscle, more muscle fibers in the same space. So lifting weights produces that. Then comes the cardio. Think of the cardio. It's great for your heart. It's fantastic. But when it comes to burning calories, it's a turbo boost for burning calories when you're doing it. So if you burn, let's say 400 calories in your cardio session, that's 400 calories and that's it. When you lift weights, you burn the calories when you're lifting them, let's say three, 400 calories for your an hour of weightlifting. But then the next 48 hours, your body is then continually burning calories because it's repairing the muscle you just tore. When we work out, you don't build any muscle in the gym, zero. All you're doing is tearing muscle. When you're, when you're done working out, your body starts to build the muscle. That's where that happens. So the better we prepare it, the more it builds when we're not working out. Got it. So that's the system. So I look at it as this. Work out three to five times a week, minimum three, because you really need your body to move. If you can only do it once that week, still do it just the once. Yeah. But really your goal should be an every other day thing. That's for weights? For weights. Yes. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday. Break it up like that. Uh, Cardio, if you can get out there, and there's all these studies, five days a week of just even walking outside is huge. And then we just feed the muscle, starve the fat. So if our body, if you find, and you can figure this out pretty simple, if you take a week and you see how much you weigh and you eat for an entire week and you figure, okay, I'm eating about... 1300 calories a week. I'm not exercising, let's say, or I'm exercising. You just got to figure it out. You take 1300 calories a week. At the end of the week, if you get on the scale and you're exactly the same weight, 1300 calories is your break number. That means you won't gain weight or won't lose weight at that number. Okay, now what do we do? We can either A, spend more time doing cardio. We can B, cut down the calories by 200 calories per day. Or we can lift another 15 minutes. You kind of figure it out. And with that, you start to play with, okay, it's easy to cut out two, 300 calories from my food. I won't eat this, whatever it might be. Because you'll find that you put sauces on things that have tons of calories. You put, um, you know, you add bread, white bread, whatever, things that aren't really necessary. You can find lower calorie number things to place uh, to take its place. Um, you can lift 15 more minutes. Now let's see at the end of that week what you do. So you ate 1,100 calories. You worked out 15 minutes more. Ooh, we dropped a pound, two pounds. That's where you want to be. Be consistent like that. At the end of eight weeks, you're down eight to 16 pounds of real fat. So Now what if you're someone like me, and I can tell you what I do, which works for me, um, who hates, I, like uh, there's no way I'm counting calories. I'm not, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. So then what, what if someone's out there like that? Like, I don't have the time. I don't have the energy. I don't have the effort. Is there a way to, is there a way to like kind of gauge? I mean, I eat really clean. So I think, you know, I don't limit myself on anything. I just make sure that I'm obviously getting the workouts in and Steve and I measure 
once a month. Measuring is a great rule because not a great rule, a great um, way to to figure out what's happening in your body because I feel like sometimes weight, the scale is a little yeah. deceiving. Scale's, scale's way deceiving. Yeah. So, so you know, for me, if I'm fit or, or, you know, if somebody who doesn't have the time to measure themselves, just see how your clothes are fitting, you yeah. know. Um, but I just try and eat really clean and, you know, I have indulgences. But like for somebody out there who doesn't have a lot of time, who's like totally kind of it's, this is all over their head a little bit. Like, how could you tell that to somebody who doesn't want to count calories but wants to get in better shape? Everybody knows what they're eating wrong. Yeah. (laughs) We all know. Yeah. How about skip one of the wrong things and stick a fruit in it? Stick a vegetable in that place. Right. You know, um, it's it's one of those things that you like. A lot of people get killed at night. You know, I eat. Yeah. Most of my calories in the evening. Yes. You know, you're all good during the day. Yeah. Then you sit down, baby's in bed. You're like, oh, I'm going to sit in front of my TV and I want to eat something. Next thing you know, you've just eaten five, six, seven hundred calories between the time you sat down and the time you go to bed. Yeah. Which is, you know, way above what your body actually needs. So let's think that, that out. Okay. Instead of, the ice cream or the cake or the cookies, what can you put in place of that? Is there fruit that'll satisfy you? If not, how about half the ice cream? How about half the cookies? Just, you know, and take it and scoop it out of what you're going to do and leave it. By the way, there's a, there's a great thing on um, Amazon that I got. I can't remember what it's called, but we'll put it up, put it up on the, um, in the Instagram account. It's a banana. It takes, you take frozen bananas and it makes them into the consistency of ice cream. I mean, it's amazing. It's, it's awesome. It tastes like ice cream, but things like that where, and also I think people don't realize like with fruit, if you like bake an apple and um, put some cinnamon and nutmeg on it, it's delicious. I mean, you start eating those kind of things, your taste buds change. That sounds better to you. But your yeah. mood is better. Yeah. I mean, and that also going back way back to the water, the um, having a glass of water makes me so much less bitchy. Like the, it changes <laughs> That's it? your body. It, it, no, I, I whenever That's I'm in a really bad mood, I'm like, Adam, just tell me to drink a glass of water. And he does. He tells really? me. It seriously helps me. That's interesting. That's a good one. I didn't know that one. That was a good one. No, seriously, try it. I'm telling you, if you're in a really bad mood, drink a couple glasses of water and see how you feel. Because I started that because I would eat when I would be agitated. Right. So instead, drinking the water. But it really does help. But you have to make up. You have to do something. You see, you can't just sit there and go, I wish this away. I wish this away. I have a client that flew in from Europe about a month and a half ago. She spent three weeks with me, dropped 20 pounds goes to New York to go to school. She's in school. She texts me all the time. I, I, I've gained weight. I've de- she's doing nothing now, you know, and yeah. she's like wishing the weight off of herself. And you can't do that. You actually have to be, po- you have to do something positive. You have to say, okay, I'm going to make an apple instead of an ice cream. Yeah. I'm going to make some sort of decision. You have to break the, the cycle you're in. Here's, here's what I think. I think that... Um, you know, if you look in the mirror and you are happy with yourself, at no matter what size, you know, what shape, if you genuinely like the way that you look, great, amazing, live that life that way. If there's something where you, I mean, most of us are, I think, look at areas or parts of our bodies and feel uncomfortable or feel unhappy or or you find yourself overly tired or sluggish or all of those things there are very simple changes to make and you know do it for yourself first do it for for your mood do it for your health do take it, your baby for a walk yeah i mean i th- i think that you know it's not it doesn't need to be complicated and if anyone you know wants to know more about kind of steve's way you have three great books what are what are the titles of your your three bestsellers yeah. Uh, Hot Point Fitness was the first one. Six Weeks to Hollywood Body was the second one. And this one, I had nothing to do with the title. <laughs> 30 Minute Secret Celebrity Makeover. Oh, wow. <laughs> so the longest title in the history what of the world. What would you say is the uh, best one for somebody who is like doesn't know much um, and wants to kind of hear more about what we've been talking about here? If you're working out in a gym, Hot, hot Point Fitness. Okay. It's personal trainer in your hand. If you're working out at home, do the six weeks to a Hollywood body. It's very simple. All you need is a ball, 
uh, two light dumbbells, two ankle weights, and you're done. That's it. That's an in-home one, the six weeks to Hollywood body. Hot Point Fitness is to go to the gym with. And and the app is fantastic. It's ZimFit. Um, I use it, again, on the road um, when I'm on location. And I, I will attest to Steve's methods. I've never had anything that I've done in the past work as effectively. Um, it's been so fun having you here. Oh, thank you thank very you so much. much. You guys are great. Really thank informative. You. And we'd it's, love to have you back at some point. Um, yeah, because yeah. I think that this is something that's, it's hard for parents to find the time. I I had a hard time finding time when I was a single person. Um, let right. alone now when I have a child and you're trying to make that but time. But we can pick up our babies. I use Sabrina as a kettlebell all the time. It's probably not advised. <laughs> it's probably not very safe. But you can do yeah. squats holding your baby. Like it's also, also for cardio, I've done this sometimes and it's really fun is just go on YouTube. There are so many videos of people doing crazy dances and I mean you're laughing is good for your yep. soul and your spirit as well and so you get out there yeah, just pick up moving. your baby and dance. We have dance parties every morning. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. But at the end of the day just do something. Yes. It's the do most something. Simple. Yes. 100%. Um at the end of every podcast we talk about a mom session and I think Ellie has one she's going to share with us. Uh, my mom session would be the Lululemon Tata Tamer. Oh, um, which is the sports bra. Steve is going to run right out. I did not have a chest before, um, and so I was always wearing like those wimpy little like yoga bralettes. And so when I got pregnant, I needed a, a real bra for the first time ever, and the Tata Tamer was amazing, amazing, and mom bomb. Oh, my mom bomb! It is a roomy quote. And it's, do not feel lonely. The entire universe is inside of you. I love that. I'm always so emotional too. Things like that are so beautiful. You guys, once again, thank you for listening. We love, we love doing this and we hope we get to do it forever and ever. Go throw away the leftover Halloween candy. Get it out of there. Well, thank you for having me, guys. <laughs> thank you thank so you, much, Steve. You, and you. as always, trust in your goodness, live out your greatness, and rock on, Atomic Moms. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Schleichinger. I've been friends with her for 10 years. One of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you. A few days ago, Brooke Tudine posted an inspirational quote on her wall that got 17 likes and 3 comments. Thumbs up, Brooke. Geico also wants to make a comment. In just 15 minutes, you could save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance by switching to Geico. And nothing says inspiration better than saving money. Well, except for those posters that say things like teamwork, excellence, and make it happen. Hashtag keep climbing. Hashtag savings. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.